T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Two jam-packed Monday, as always. You can join the show, 869-1240. You can find us on social media. Uh, if you can sift through all the other garbage on there these days, Tommy, my goodness. Is there a place we can all just talk sports without everything else getting in the way? Jeez. Uh, no, there's really not. That's uh, tired of it, man. Kind of the world we live in today. God, like, give me a break from all of it. Go take your business elsewhere uh 869-1240 is the number to call you can find us on there on twitter on uh, on whatever but you can call us that's the best way we'd love to hear from you uh we've been talking a lot of nfl some college hoops big weekend chiefs win ku wins k-state wins wichita state uh men win wichita state women lose but if they're gonna lose i guess you'd like to see it to ku's women or one of the other teams that we follow so very busy weekend as it always is this time of year we're sort of reacting now to uh, some of the other things in the NFL along with the Chiefs. So we could certainly revisit the Chiefs uh, not winning their game against the Broncos as comfortably as we would have liked them to. Um, but the Lions, Tommy, are sort of becoming this this darling story of the NFL. And they were at the beginning of the season, too, because most people, uh, I put myself in this camp, I think you do, too. We kind of love Dan Campbell, right? He He's sort of different in a way that Mike Vrabel's different than – some of the traditional, you know, coaches we're seeing elevate who are, you know, brilliant minds and all these things. Dan Campbell, and I'm not saying he's not a brilliant mind, but he's kind of hard-nosed old-school football, uh, kind of like Vrabel is, kind of like Mike Tomlin is, right? There's there's a handful of those guys, too. And, and it's probably more nostalgia than anything because that's the character we've painted of a football coach for so many years. But kind of hard not to root for Dan Campbell, right? And his, you know, his personality and everything else. And the Lions are, they're winning games. Yeah, I was not a big Dan Campbell fan for a while. Really? Um, I, I wasn't because I thought he was goofy. Like the difference between him and Mike Vrabel, yeah, they might be hard-nosed. Uh, but Mike Vrabel is a serious guy. 
And I felt like Dan Campbell was kind of a caricature of a hard nosed coach. Like if you were to sit down with one of those caricature artists and ask them to draw Mike Vrabel, they would have drawn Dan Campbell. Like that's kind of the way that I, I put those two yeah, together. Maybe um, he, he was quotable. He had, you know, some funny things that he said. Um, and I've just thought, man, the Lions are lovable losers and they've got a lovable loser as head coach. Um, but at least it was entertaining when Matt Patricia was the coach there. It was not entertaining at all because um, he was grumpy and he wasn't fun and it wasn't they were bad and it wasn't fun to watch. And he looked disheveled all the time and, you know, that that whole thing. But I've I've slowly come around on Dan Campbell um, because they're winning football games and they're doing it in a way that we've talked about before. They're running the football well. They're playing hard nosed defense. And all they did was, you know, at home take down a Minnesota team that, yeah, you know, they were 10 and two coming into the game. I think some people kind of thought, and I was maybe one of them, they kind of thought, okay, how real are the Vikings? Yeah. Their record indicates they're 10 and two, but are they really that good of a football team? And the lions went in and, and made it look fairly easy beating the Vikings. Um, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Detroit get a wild card spot. Uh, well, that would be, it would be one of the real, and nobody wants to see them in by the way. Um, yeah. I would imagine. I wouldn't want to face Detroit in the playoffs. They got a little swag. And what's interesting about Dan Campbell is we all th- remember what position he played in the NFL, right? Like he's got a good grasp in getting this offense to a level. Sean McVay has Jared Goff and has some success in those early years and is is thought of as this, you know, genius offensively and all of his you know, assistants have been hired and all these things. I'm not saying that he's not. I think Sean McVay is a great coach. But Dan Campbell now has taken Jared Goff, who Sean McVay cast aside because he wasn't good enough, and turned him into, at times this year, a really good-looking quarterback. Like, their offense has developed here into a really high-level offense. They're still, I think, trying to put that defense together, and I don't know how good defensively they can, I, I, you know, I'm not totally sold on the defense yet, even though they're playing a little bit better than they are, you know, before the bye, after the bye. But the offense is really hitting a stride, and they're getting Jamison Williams back, who we saw catch a deep ball this past weekend, yesterday. And, and you know, he's going to add an element to that offense. That offense has a chance to be one of the top offenses in the league, period. And that's with Jared Goff. So why do we not think of Dan Campbell in the same sense? You remember when this was happening with Sean McVay, Everyone thought Stu's a genius, like did one of the great offensive minds ever. We're not thinking about Detroit that way, but the same thing's happening with the same quarterback, right? Jared Goff's found a, you know, I, I don't know that they ever thought Jared Goff was going to be the future in Detroit, but right now he's doing a really good job, and he has for most of the season. This is a this is a really high level, innovative offense that just got a big time weapon back, and and it's not going to happen this year. But it may not take very long. Like next year, if they get a few defensive pieces there, where this could be a real contender in Detroit. 27 of 39, 330 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions. That's Jared Goff yesterday. Um, yeah, he had one of the best weeks out of any quarterback in the NFL uh, yesterday against the Vikings. Um, he has weapons to throw the football to. You mentioned Jamison Williams back. But Amon Ross St. Brown looks like one of the potentially one of the best wide receivers in that conference. And then DJ Chark has come in and kind of revitalized his career. 
Uh, and he was their leading receiver with a touchdown, 94 yards receiving. Um, he's got guys to throw the football to. They they didn't run the ball great yesterday, but they didn't need to against well, the Vikings. Yeah. Jamal Williams because the averaged, Vikings have a joke of a pass defense. Right. Why would yep. you? Exactly. Jamal Williams rushed for just over two yards of carry. It wasn't great overall for Detroit running the football, but we've seen Jamal Williams be able to break it, break it at times. Uh, and so they're a fairly well-rounded offense. Um, I don't put them in the class of the top teams no. in that conference, but they're certainly that next tier down and they've come on late. And we've always said, you know, and everybody always says, it's how you play in December. It's how you play in January. And if Detroit can get themselves in a position to get a wild card spot, to have one of those, you know, maybe the five seed or the six seed somewhere in there and make it into the playoffs, um, they end up with a, you know, let's say an opening matchup against a team like the Cowboys or a team like the 49ers, potentially. That's going to be a really fun matchup. Yeah, that right now, and I just looked ahead, I'm looking at BetMGM. They are one-point dogs at the Jets, so basically a pick So, you know, they're feeling a little bit of love again this week, and we saw them favored at home against the Vikings, and we were like, there's no way. You mentioned Jared Goff's line this week, and he was good last week as well against Jacksonville, but that's against Minnesota and Jacksonville, right? How about against Buffalo, one of the better pass defenses in football? Two touchdowns, 240 yards, no interceptions through at 62% completion. So it's not just that they're picking on bad defenses, which is what they've done the last two weeks. They did they did a really nice job against Buffalo, too. So I love it. I think it's an awesome story, and I think it's a fun one to watch because well, we've hey, got a, a character the, developing. Yeah, the other thing, too, to keep in mind, we're talking about a playoff race potentially for Detroit. I, I think it could be fairly likely that if the Lions make the playoffs— they could play the Vikings again in the first round. Yeah, they they beat them by eleven. Um, I I mean they would absolutely in my mind be favored again to win this game. That's probably the matchup they would like the most. You know they traded Hawkinson away to Minnesota and their offense got better, which I love T.J. Hawkins. I think he's I think he's going to be really good before his career's done. But you know they're it, good for the Lions. They're finally you know they don't feel snake bitten. I think as much as anything, it's just that they don't feel snake bitten anymore, which is which is good. Um, elsewhere, I thought Seattle had a really disappointing performance at home against Carolina. Um, they could not stop the run. Just a, just a, you know, if you're Seattle, that's a, that's a bummer. You needed to win that game. Um, the Chargers finally get their two wide receivers healthy, and they're still just decimated by injury. But lo and behold, you get your two pass catchers back, and Justin Herbert looked fantastic last night. Uh, I don't know how their defense bottled up the Dolphins because their defense hadn't bottled up anybody, but the Chargers become one of those teams, Tommy, and we just keep waiting for it. Like, oh, are they ever going to get it together if they can sneak in? And, you know, I don't know how healthy they'll be able to get defensively, but if they can sneak in and keep Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on the field, now that becomes a team that's worth watching a little bit. 430 yards of offense only allowed the Dolphins to score you know, 17 points, and that's a high-flying Dolphins offense. And had it not been for a, you know, defensive back tripping on that Tyreek Hill play, they'd only allowed 10 points to the Dolphins, who nobody's really slowed down. That was that was another one where it was like statement time in December. The Chargers finally make one, and they're 7-6. and six. Uh, They're going to keep the Chiefs on their toes because they prevented the Chiefs from locking up the division last night. 
but the Chargers are another team. And, you know, they get to make statements down the stretch here because they get to play Tennessee, and then they get Indy, the Rams, and Denver. They don't have a tough schedule either. So they could very easily go, what, 11-6, and 10-7, and seven, get in and be a really dangerous team in the postseason. Yeah, you know, we, we talked about these teams that are making runs and that are, you know, showing that, you know, they can be sneaky and they can get wins in December and maybe make a playoff push. I think of it also on the flip side of these teams that maybe they've been fraudulent all along. Is Miami a fraudulent team? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Uh, is is Minnesota a fraudulent team? Maybe. Uh, I mean, th- there are several teams that are out there that you look at and you're like, man, maybe they're not for real. And maybe we've been waiting for these other teams like the Chargers and the Lions and, you know, the teams that got wins last week to be able to get it together, get healthy, get things rolling. And maybe they're the legitimate teams. I don't know. I mean, it's that 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 was a, a great primetime game and a great performance from Justin Herbert and from a defense for the Chargers that has been so banged up, so injured, so battered that they, they played really well and they shut down what had been a fairly prolific offense this entire season in Miami. Tua had his worst game of the season last night, and it was against a Chargers defense that has been incredibly injured uh, and, and really has, we've been waiting with anticipation for them to actually finally get it together. They did last night. Yeah, it'll, um, they're, they're certainly a team to watch. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Now, they're, they've got to get it done, though, and, and I don't want to give them too much credit because they continuously disappoint us um, as far as, like, expectations and reaching those expectations and, you know, whatever it is. They're, they're continuously on the wrong end of that, but they have a chance because of the talent on that roster that if they can keep those receivers on the field, they could make some noise. We'll see. Um, I they're do another interesting back. one. I do want to go back real quick because you mentioned the disappointment that Seattle had from yesterday. And I think that's legitimate, but also tip of the cap to Steve Wilkes and the Panthers. Uh, This Panthers team, can you believe it? They're not out of playoff contention. They've not been eliminated (laughs) from the playoffs. Thank you. They fired Matt rule. Steve Wilkes came in. They, I think they've gone what four and four or something like that under Steve Wilkes. Um, And all they did was go in and beat Seattle on the road with Sam Darnold, Chuba Hubbard, Deontay Foreman, LaVisca Chenault. I mean, like, who do they have? They have nobody, and they're they're winning football games. They're not out of the playoff hunt. Now, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but that's a testament to what the Panthers, the, the resolve that they have, the resiliency, and Steve Wilkes coming in and kind of resetting those expectations for this team. It's... um. It's it's a weird year in the NFL. I don't know what else to say. Like it is a really weird year. The Jags smoke Tennessee in yeah. Tennessee. You want to talk uh, about fraudulent? The Titans are are probably fraudulent. Well, they are, and they didn't seem like they were because their stuff, their their uh, goodness seemed sustainable. Right, they were playing really good defense, and and Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill's taking care of the ball, and they're doing all the things the Titans typically do. And all of a sudden, yeah, they they don't they they don't feel good at all, and and the Jags are not dead in that division either. By the way, they got they've got time to catch the Titans here. Uh, two games after the after the win head to head, they'll just trail them by two games. And I think the Titans have a moderately difficult remaining schedule. Uh, yeah, they get the Chargers, Dallas, and Jacksonville again. 
head to head. So if you're Jacksonville and you can get the Chargers or the Cowboys to beat them, the other game is against Houston. But if you can get one of those two teams to beat them and you take care of your own business and your Jacksonville, you get them in the finale and you'd win that tiebreaker. Now, on the flip side, Jacksonville also has Dallas and the Jets. Um, but, you know, they're starting to play a little bit better, too. That's an interesting development. It's just it, it is such a it is such a, a league that just turns us upside down all the time. And we that's why we love it. And what we're saying today on December 12th probably won't be what we're saying in three weeks because that's just how this season's gone. It has been all over the place. I don't think there's a clear favorite. If there is one at this point, you've got to say it's Philadelphia. I mean, I know the Chiefs, and I would still take the Chiefs in a head-to-head matchup, but Philly's proven it on the field every week that they play. Um, that they're, you know, they're for real on both sides of the ball, a multifaceted offense, and a defense that's good enough. But the NFL... Just keeps doing us favors by keeping us on our toes, making it fun. You wrap up the week tonight with Arizona and New England. I do think that's a moderately interesting game for both of those teams, too, um, to see you know if anybody can make a statement. It's too far gone for the Cardinals. Uh, the Patriots certainly still in the mix, but can the Cardinals? I, I kind of like the Cardinals tonight, Tommy, to, to sort of I, – I, I like the Cardinals tonight. How about that? <laughs> that's brave uh, because I I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure that I would like the Cardinals regardless of the matchup. Um, I, I mean, I, and I'm not going to bet against the Patriots and, and Bill Belichick uh, in this game against an inferior team and the Cardinals. Um, so th- that's brave of you. I mean, Hey, hats off to you. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it just feels, it feels to me like a game and I don't, I don't have any rhyme or reason for this. I really don't, but it feels to me, like a game where it's going to take us totally off guard. They're coming out of a bye. They haven't looked good. Uh, they've lost four out of five, right? And and I, what is it? Four out of five and six out of seven or something like that. And they're going to come out and look really good tonight and beat New England. Just I, I just have this feeling. We'll see uh, if I'm right on that tomorrow. I, don't I, think I mean, so. I'm not like I'm not ultra confident in it. It just feels like to me something that will happen. Eight six nine twelve forty. You can react to the NFL weekend. Let's get to our other two big headlines, Mike Leach and Chris Beard, um, this morning, and then we'll go ahead and look back at some college hoops as well if you missed that in the first hour. Continue to react to what we saw over the weekend. Sports Daily continues next. Sports Daily on KFH. I think the biggest college basketball headline of the weekend for us was the KU win over Missouri, just because by far of the teams on the men's side, the higher-end opponent, Missouri, even though they haven't played anybody, had yet to lose a game, so that was very impressive for KU. Uh, The other big headline nationally, Tommy, is Houston goes down to Alabama at home. Uh, I, I was watching most of that game, and I forget what I'd, I I had to like step away for a minute. I didn't even realize they lost because they looked to have it in control until the very end there. It doesn't concern me, generally speaking, about how good I think Houston is. I also think Alabama just happens to be good and got them. Uh, but that was interesting. 
But I, I think it reminds us that, and we've already seen it this year, like we still don't, to me, Tommy, have a clear-cut number one team. If you thought Texas was in the conversation, they will be without their coach for at least a little while, you would think, as Chris Beard was arrested for uh, domestic violence, uh, strangulation, third degree. I don't think he's been let out of jail yet, as far as what I can tell on social media. We'll see how that situation plays itself out. But that's that's a big headline, by the way, uh, that we mentioned right before the break. That was one of them. I, I just don't think there is a clear-cut favorite, and I still think, Tommy, that Kansas can absolutely be in the conversation as number one as we make our way through this. Yes, they have deficiencies that they've got to work out, but so does everybody else. And, and, and I think that it's been an interesting year for KU that I think KU fans, uh, at least, you know, as I try to get the pulse, are a little down on them. But, man, I think they have a chance to be so good this year. If they can just, you know, if they can just defend the five, I, I don't care that they get offense out of the five as much. If they can just defend the five, I think they have a chance to be really good offensively everywhere else that they'll be fine. Yeah, it makes it so difficult this time of year to try to gauge and figure out who the number one team is, and and really doesn't matter. Like it doesn't really necessarily. It doesn't matter. That's matter the beauty who of the, the number one team it's is. The beauty right of the now. tournament, right? It exactly. doesn't mean anything. You know, Texas lost to Illinois last week in overtime, so they had a loss coming into this week. <clears throat> you know, and and of course Houston lost. I think you know one of the top teams has got to be. You got to consider UConn as potentially maybe the number one, number two team They've looked really in America. Good. Per, you know, Purdue struggled against Nebraska. They were number four. You know, so this time of year, there's just, you're going to see teams that are going to be trying to figure it out. The teams that you think are the best are going to fall. They're going to falter. Um, it's just the nature of the beast this time of year. But yeah, going back to Kansas, they are up there with any team in America right now. Uh, the only time we really saw them legitimately struggle was against Tennessee and Tennessee has really solid veteran bigs that Kansas had a hard time matching up against. And so that's really their, their biggest flaw, you know, this time in the season right now. But, um, you know, as we continue to go through the season, um, those are things that are going to continue to be worked on. I think the young bigs have to have time allowed to get better with practice over a full season. I've always said one of the, one of the things that makes Bill Self, to me, the number one coach in America for college basketball, you know, a part of it is certainly his recruiting, and a part of it is identifying high-level one-year players and mixing them nicely with, you know, three- and four-year players that are going to be in conversations for the Naismith every year, which is what he does. He, he blends that to me better than anybody. But the other thing that he does that he doesn't get enough credit for is coach basketball. He's an incredible basketball coach. And his teams get so much better from the beginning to the end of the year, like clockwork. And typically by the end of the year, they're a high level defensive team. And and that's just so that's a staple of Bill Self basketball teams. I think that by the end of this year, we will see this team defensively at a much higher level than we're seeing it now. I think offensively, just naturally, with the experience of Grady Dick. And the way Jalen Wilson's playing and Dewan Harris's experience and you know Kevin McCullers, I mean, naturally this team's going to be really good offensively. I think that's going to come just by on its own as much as anything else. But defensively, I still think they have so much room to improve. 
will it happen for the bigs? I don't know that answer. That's that's the real question to me. Can they get at all times a big playing high-level defense? Because if that happens, I'm not taking anybody over Kansas this year. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't either because we, as we talked about before, uh, that is the one glaring issue, and it has been, um, you know, throughout the first several games of the season. But going back to the game against Missouri, the fact that they were able to play so fast and so efficient um, and be able to play in transition, uh, I thought Dewan Harris was spectacular. And, you know, he only he only took two shots, uh, but was the floor general, without a doubt, facilitated beautifully. That's his role on this team, is to find the open guy. And a lot of times it was Grady Dick. And Grady Dick had a quick trigger and was able to, to make those shots in that game on Saturday. They moved the ball so fast. Uh, and Dewan Harris does a great job of not only facilitating, but making sure that he's doing it in a smart way. They're going to play fast, but they're going to play smart. He's not going to turn the basketball over. And that has always been a hallmark of the most talented Bill Self teams when he's got a point guard who can facilitate in a way to get open shots for the shooters. Um, I, I know that is really oversimplifying it, but that's that's led to a lot of success over the years. Yeah, it, it will, and it will this year. They're going to be good. They're going to win 30 games probably or, or close to it and, and be a one or two seed in the tournament, and and I like their chances because I, I really like their offensive um, upside. Uh, K-State did what it needed to do. They they just blew the doors off of Incarnate Word, which they should have at home. There's not a lot. It's harder for me to take away from that because I think Incarnate Word of the three opponents is, is the worst, clearly. Um, Longwood was a was a tournament team last year when we talked about Wichita State. But real quick on K-State, we saw Keontae Johnson be great again. God, they had, I think, what do they have? Five, eight, eight scores and double figures. Just It felt like an exhibition game for K-State. So probably not a need to spend a ton of time there. But let's talk about the Shockers for a few minutes here again, Tommy. Um, we, we loved that, you know, Melvion Flanagan provided the spark off the bench and got them what they needed to do. But it was a good crowd, it felt like, at Coke. They were feeling it for one of the first times this year where it really felt like a Coke Arena rowdy crowd. And again, that credit goes, I think, to Flanagan. And, and I think that one of the reasons I think that at least I have seen upside this year is because it does feel like there is some energy with this roster waiting to explode. And they, they brought in some talented guys and we're really starting to see, I think some of those guys feel more comfortable. I mean, you talk about feeling comfortable. Pierre shot 17 times and, and it was okay, right? Like it was okay that, that that happened. I don't think anybody was terribly disappointed in that. You saw Xavier Bell uh, miss those early shots, and he sort of stepped back a little bit, and and he didn't play a ton of minutes. But what I feel like might be happening with this roster, Tommy, and Quincy Ballard, by the way, uh, was great too in his own way. Five blocks in 17 minutes. They they could use that all the way through. But what I think we're starting to see out of this roster specifically is a collective effort, right? Like we're going to see a different guy, it feels like, step up each game. And that is that is not a bad thing because last year the problem was they were too reliant on one guy. And maybe that was a problem for two years. And even if that guy's really good, 
it's hard to overcome when he has a bad night. This year, I think we're starting to see, and again, this isn't rose-colored glasses. They haven't won enough games. But I think we're starting to see the roster become more comfortable, and it looks like a roster where we might see different guys lead the way scoring every single night as we're you know, as we're trying to make our way through and see what this team ultimately might be able to be in the conference. I hope so. I hope that's where we're at. Um, there is a part of me that feels like the tide is starting to turn. Uh, and we had talked about this before and others had as well, that with a group of newcomers, it was going to take time for them to figure out the right rotation, the distribution of minutes, who was going to be impact players in this program uh, and how that was all going to work together. Uh, there were some bumps and, and, you know, growing pains along the way. Those probably aren't done. Uh, no. And I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be like, like you mentioned, rose colored glasses. I don't want to sit here and say, all right, they beat Longwood by 18. Uh, those growing pains are done because they're probably not. Uh, but that being said, you, you feel like, at least I feel like, um, the last couple of games, it's been a little bit smoother. Like you feel like a game against Longwood that they should win and they should win going away. They were able to do so. Yeah, it wasn't always pretty. Uh, the first part of the first half was really bad. It took a walk on to come off the bench to get the Shockers back into it. But they settled in, they scored the basketball, and they did what we expected them to do, and that was to beat Longwood by 18. So that's got to continue, um, you know, especially as the non-conference plays on. Um, and I'm cautiously optimistic at this point right now that they'll be ready to go when conference play begins. Their schedule is nice and that we'll see them play Oklahoma State. And they do get a, a random game against Texas Southern. They need they need to beat Mississippi Valley State and Texas Southern badly. Uh, Texas Southern's had some decent success in the last few years, but the Oklahoma State game is going to be the key test. Neutral site, uh, Interest Bank Arena. Certainly, it'll sl- lean slightly to the Shockers, but it's not at Coke Arena. And and Tommy, nine minutes or so into that game, it was it looked like one of the worst efforts of the year. So, but what I did like against once they got once they got it on track after that pretty brutal and ugly start against Longwood, it stayed on track. Like it didn't, it wasn't this roller coaster, right? Like once they got there, they continued to play there. And if they can get there, like holistically, if they can get there and play there, that's when you, you know, it feels like probably a, a team that can finish better than seventh in the conference. How much better? I don't know, two, three spots, but at least better then. And and we'll see. I, I like some of the players. Some of the players look the part. There's no doubt about it. Um, but they, they've got a long way to go and they got to show us some consistency. And I think that's a really good point to make when, you know, they started off poorly, but then they were able to get back into it and then stay into it and keep that lead. Um, that hasn't always been the case. I mean, you look back to just the most recent game inside Bramlage, they led the majority of that game against Kansas state and let it get away. Um, and that's happened several times this season. So, you know, clearly it's a priority for the shockers team when they get a lead to keep a lead and, and, you know, keep their foot on the gas and stay there. Uh, and so that's going to be the true test moving forward. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be an interesting season for them. And, and I think our opinion is probably going to just be on a roller coaster ride as well, because you can see it at times, a team that looks, you know, like they'll be able athletically uh, and from a skill level to compete 
and then and then I know we're going to get frustrated. We saw both of those things in the Longwood game. Uh, they get uh, some games, and you'll have, again, the Isaac Brown show tonight uh, at 6 o'clock right here on KFH. I get a little more insight in the Keita Adams show on the women's side at 7 o'clock uh, right here on KFH tonight. What's on tap here on the network? Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, uh, hit some of those headlines we mentioned off the top of the show, see if there's any developments uh, that are taking place with those two stories and get you the rest of the news of the day when Sports Daily continues. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fage. All right, welcome back, everybody. Tony Plohetsky is a reporter down in Austin um, and has had updates on this Chris Beard situation. He's been following there that there locally. So as of an hour ago, he reported that Beard remained in jail, has not seen a judge. So that third-degree felony charge from Chris Beard's arrest, if you missed it, he was arrested at like 4.15 this morning on a third-degree felony charge, uh, assault of a, of a family member, um, strangulation used in some of the reporting, 10 years in prison. That's the, that's the potential penalty there. But then just eight minutes ago, Plahetsky reports that a prominent Austin attorney representing Beard says, quote, Coach Beard is 100% innocent of these charges. He should have never been arrested. The complainant wants him released immediately and all charges dismissed. It's truly inconceivable, end quote. So, Tommy, I don't know what is going on. This is one of those sort of step back and 
let the process play out and just sort of see. But, you know, the initial arrest is shocking, obviously. Now we're seeing that from an attorney who happens to be representing Beard. So take that, you know, with a grain of salt as well. But we're going to have to see some stuff play out here and just sort of step back from the situation and just, again, observe in shock that this is happening in the first place. Yeah, you know, there's the the personal aspect of this. Uh, and then there's the sports act, you know, aspect of this that is not nearly as important as the personal aspect from yeah, a basketball perspective. Sports part. Yeah, for, but from a basketball perspective, just really quickly, uh, Texas plays tonight against Rice. Um, Coach Beard is still in jail as of this moment right now. I uh, can't imagine he's going to be coaching tonight um, yeah. or, you know, for a long time, you know, potentially uh, as this plays out. But from a personal perspective, uh, the real life implications of this, it's really bad. Regardless of the way that this plays out, um, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for Chris Beard. It's a bad look for the university. Um, and, you know, it's going to be it's going to be difficult for this to be sorted out. And I think that it's going to be difficult for Chris Beard to potentially return to Texas, depending on the way that this all plays out. Um, you know, if this is legitimate, I said this at the top of the show, if it's legitimate uh, and I'm the university of Texas, I, I cut ties with Chris Beard immediately. Well, sure. uh, immediately. You can't keep him. Uh, if this turns out to be uh, a, a true representation of what happened. Uh, and so that makes it really difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, We'll see. I, I do think we're going to have to let this thing just go for a little bit today here to, to try to at least get some clarity, uh, because I don't think we have that clarity at this moment. Um, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, if it's true, yeah, you can be done with it. I mean, I, I mean that's it's not going to be an easy decision for Texas, obviously, but it's very likely the decision that would come down. But we'll see. I mean, we got to see what the situation is now. The attorney's saying this, so I don't know what to think. Uh, other than it's again shocking, like whoa, what in the world? Did not you know? No indication of anything like that until boom, you get it when you wake up this morning. Um, the other shocking story that I absolutely hate right now is Mike Leach apparently fighting for his life. He he had mentioned, you know, in the past, uh, Tommy, that he had been dealing with some sort of pneumonia. Um, we got an update. Hang on. We got an update from Mississippi State eight minutes ago uh, saying Mississippi State University head football coach Mike Leach remains in critical condition at the university, uh, at basically at a medical facility in Jackson. His family is with him, appreciates the overwhelming expression of love and support, also requests that privacy be respected. That's the extent um, of information that the university has regarding his condition, and that's all they're going to say right now. Um, I think that you – see some of the reaction from people that appear to be close to him. Um, a lot of which are, you know, former big 12 colleagues and everything and people all over the country. Mike Leach is a very, very prominent name that people generally think fondly of in that industry. And, you know, all we really know is critical condition. I mean, that's it, but it's certainly scary. And, and man, oh man, that was, that was a tough, tough thing to see last night. Yeah, a uh, spokesman for the hospital uh, said that uh, to the Associated Press said that his condition was listed as critical. Um, that's all we know. That's probably all we're going to know. And that's probably all we yeah. should know. Um, you know, when, when you're dealing with something like this, 
Uh, the privacy is important for you know Coach Leach, for his family, for his friends. Um, and so, uh, you know, I wouldn't anticipate that we hear anything more until there's something to be told. Uh, and so at this point, it's kind of a, a sit back and watch and wait. Um, there is that human component of it, too. That's the most important thing. It's not about the fact that Mississippi State is playing in a bowl game in a couple of weeks. That's not that's not important right now. Uh, no. It's about Mike Leach and his health, you know, and so yeah. hopefully he'll pull through. And, um, you know, but right now, yeah, it doesn't look good. Man, Mike Leach is such a great character in college football. It's one of the strangest things I've covered ever is the the way it ended at Texas Tech. That thing was weird, weird, weird. Um, I I think he's over time and with other opportunities distanced himself from that. Um, It's been so long ago now, Tommy, that I barely even remember all the details of it. I mean, I, I, I do because we covered it, but, you know, Mike Leach is as entertaining and I, I always use the word thoughtful and thoughtful doesn't mean like, oh, sweet and gushy. Thoughtful means like genuine thought put into just about anything he says. And and I always appreciated that. Those Texas Tech teams and the attitude that he created down there, because I say this all the time about why it's not surprising to me that some programs have found success in Lubbock, because people down there buy in. Like I'm from that part of the world. I'm from 90 minutes north, and it is not the most aesthetically pleasing part of the country. If you think the wind blows here, uh, I'll see that and raise you the Texas Panhandle, because I promise you it's worse. There's no trees anywhere to block it. Like It's just one constant 20-mile-per-hour wind at least every day, seven days a week. But what happens is everybody unites around this sort of attitude and Mike Leach embodied that thing, man. If you remember those good teams and the war paint that the offensive linemen would wear and they were mean and they were nasty and the fans were nasty. And it was, it was so much fun what he created down there. And then we've seen him go to other places and just have a tremendous amount of success. And you can see by the outpouring, I mean, almost universally from the people that he knows that know him and and that, you know, whenever you see that, I think it tells you about guys away from the field and the impact they have on people. Just really hope that this works out for Mike Leach and, and just appreciate what he's meant to, you know, sports in the country because he's been somebody that's been fun to watch and follow over the years. Yeah. How many times uh, does a coach have some kind of, you know, scandal or something that happens to them and they get forced out of their job and they never recover from it? I mean, right. it happens all the time. Uh, Mike Leach did a phenomenal job of, you know, leaving in that weird situation at Texas Tech with uh, who was it? It was Craig James's son, right? That the, all the drama happened with. And, um, you know, he left Texas Tech and was out of coaching for a while. And there was a thought like, hey, he might be done. He might not be able to recover from this. He goes to Washington State. He becomes coach of the year while he's there. And then he goes to Mississippi State and totally rehabilitates his image becomes one of the most beloved and, and, you know, well-spoken coaches in America. Everybody hangs on every word he says. Um, it doesn't, that doesn't happen very often when a coach has a negative issue to leave a university and then is able to rehabilitate his image. And Mike Leach was able to do that because of how thoughtful he is. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, if, if he's able to pull through, I hope so. I hope that this works out and that we can continue to remember those fond things. I just, you know, sometimes 
we're smacked in the face with reality and we don't like it. Um, those are the two big headlines we've been following this morning. They're going to have uh, developments, I think, especially the Chris Beard situation. They're, we're we're going to learn a lot between now and tomorrow, Tommy, that we'll, we'll come back and look at because it's going to uh, – we're, we're going to get some details here very likely uh, over the next, I don't know, three, four hours when we get a real good update from police and then we get more opportunities to hear from anybody involved – at what might have happened here that led to the arrest and, and a charge of third-degree felon. I mean, this is serious, serious stuff with Chris Beard. So we'll keep our ear to the ground on both of those stories. We'll get you updates tomorrow on those as well. If you missed anything on the program today, you can go to kfhradio.com. Um, we have been talking a lot about the Chiefs, about the NFL, about college basketball. You can go back and listen to any of those if you'd like, let's uh, let's do another giveaway here, Tommy. Well, let's do another one here this hour. So you've got some Thunder tickets for us, yes? I do. Coming up next Friday, the 23rd Interest Bank Arena, the Thunder. Uh, they take on the Rapid City Rush. We'll give you a four-pack of tickets to that game next Friday. We got some family in town. That's a good way to uh, kill some time or enjoy that time, whichever way you happen to look at that around the holidays. And we'll throw in a couple of free iced tea cards, two of those as well, to HTO uh, here in Wichita West, 13th and Tyler, or brand new East at 127th and 21st. You can get both of those. Jad will take us a winner. Second caller during the break, 869-1240. We'll come back, tell you what's on tap on the networks today here on Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.